Hello, friends. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games. I'm one of your hosts, Jaren. I'm joined by Kai and Ben, as always. Guys, how you doing? How's your weekend going? Well, it's been officially 25 minutes into my weekend, so I'm doing okay. (laughs) Technically, your weekend probably started like after you got off work on Friday. But Yeah, I was going to say my weekend started. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had to do I two I don't know hours what you over did. time. So. I have therapy 8 p.m.s every Friday, so, you know. Uh, well, I guess that's like... that's mm. Nothing says decompress from your week, like <laughs> venting to your therapy. Well, you legit get to decompress from your week, so that's like, that helps, right? It's a very it's a very healthy behavior. Everyone should have therapy. That's true. I'm yeah, also yeah. watching One Piece right now, but not the real One Piece, the oh, live you, action oh, One Piece. I, uh, how is it? It's really good. Oh, it's really mm. good. I think I say it's cringy. I've heard everyone say it's really good. I think they're gonna be like, it's cringy as fuck. No, it's really good. Mm. Everyone I was like, date. there was people online. Like one guy was super pissed. He was like, it's an anime adaptation. Where's all the Asian people? And someone was like, yeah, like Luffy's fucking Brazilian. Zoro's yeah, I was like from somewhere else. Like Oda, the only Asian Oda literally guys broke down all of their ethnicities and where they're from, and they're not all like Asian characters. No, Zoro like, is, and guess what? He's played by an Asian character. The only thing I've seen from it is uh, there's a scene where Zoro rolls while he's fighting someone and one of his swords uh, bends under the weight of his combat roll. And it's one of those you have to like see it in the production. Mm. Like it got missed by like quality or whatever. It's like the Game of Thrones, uh, Starbucks, Starbucks kind of Cup. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. I'm excited for people that, you know, that don't want to experience One Piece with the 1,000 episodes can do this. A uh, second season's already been greenlit. The script's already done for season two. And I'm excited for people to get into Crocodile. Yeah, and hasn't even, for hasn't even watched years. the first one. And he's like, the second one is, is coming. <laughs> like, hmm. No, I saw it. I, bro, I'm... I'm fucking deep. I haven't seen the live action, but I'm like 700 episodes into <laughs> One Piece. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. How's your weekend so far, Jared? Uh, it's going good. Chilling, vibing, hanging out. Growing grapes. Got some coffee. I'm drinking coffee today. Mm-hmm. I usually don't drink coffee, but and there was very limited uh, creamer options at my grandparents, so I've accepted the fall uh, vibes, and I have pumpkin spice in my coffee, so... Uh, Here's to all my uh, white bitches out there. Love you guys. <laughs> you the real ones. Wow. <laughs> you're, the re- <laughs> you're the real ones. All of your white bitches? You well, I, have, I have one, I have one personally that's mine. I've so. got one white bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's Sarah. mine. <laughs> well, see, I no, own her. her. I don't own her. You know, guys, you guys know what I meant. It's reparations yeah. for years that's- of reverse. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about my. Surreal yeah, ben, experience. Ben had a surreal experience. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just before recording today, a couple of hours before, we went to see Haunted Mansion, the reboot. Mm. Um, and me was and Ellie watched. Uh, it was not bad, actually. Okay. The, the original is better. Um, yeah. Me and Ellie watched the original for the first time like two weeks ago. Oh, um, wow. Bro, yeah. Eddie and the original, we're talking about the Eddie Murphy version? Yes, correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was this really weird moment in it where um, it takes place in New Orleans and the main guy who, who is he's driving through New Orleans and there's like a scene where he's like driving along and it's like a T-junction and down mm. you can see down the junction and there's these two shops on the corners that curve around and I was like, I fucking know that place. I've been there. And it reminded me of where the saloon is in St. Denise in Red Dead Redemption 2. 
Mm. I literally, I know it sounds so weird, but it was like, and it's based on New Orleans. So I was curious, mainly other people listening and you guys, I don't know if you guys have, but I've heard of other people like seeing something in a game and then go in there in real life. Yes. I, I have a situation of this all, playing Grand Theft Auto 5 all of Los and going Angeles. through. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> because I when I had played Grand Theft Auto 5, I've been to LA, but I had not been to like Santa Monica and that part. But there's like a very specific bridge where there is literally like where you get off the freeway and there's like a big hill you go up to get into Santa Monica if you're going up like the one. Uh, but there's a bridge right there and there's like shot for shot exactly like that scene in GTA mm. 5. And I had been there first in GTA 5 before I'd been there in real life. So it was weird to be like, oh, I I recognize this place. I've been here before, but it was in a video game in which I had been yeah. there. So it was really weird, and it's it's such a weirdly specific because I spent a lot of time in like downtown Saint Denis in in Red Dead Two, mm. um, and it's only in shot for like maybe a second and a half. But it came in shot, and I had this weird like deja vu. I was like, I fucking I've been there. Where is that? It's Arthur Morgan running through on a horse, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I was curious, you guys and maybe other people listening. Yep. GTA video game Deja, and Deja all Vu. All LA. Yep. All of LA, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. They did a fantastic job of, of making that uh, Los Santos feel yeah. like LA in a lot of its places. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, shoot the spiel. Okay, let's get in some housekeeping before we jump into more Detroit shenanigans because I guarantee Kai is going to be disappointed at more of my choices and I'm very excited for that. <laughs> so let's get into it. If you don't know, if this is your first episode, hello, welcome. We are Play Along Podcast, a weekly podcast where we play through games in a book club format. What we'll do is the three of us will each take turns choosing games. We then break that game down into sections and come together each week to talk about those sections specifically. We go into everything revolving around the game, but more importantly, we do dive deep into the story and the narrative of the games that we're covering. So if you're wanting to avoid spoilers for whatever we're playing, either play the game first and then come back and listen, or you can play along right with us. Games like uh, As Dusk Falls and Detroit Become Human are big because there's a lot of narrative options and choices. So if you don't want to be spoiled from those, again, play the game first, come back. Or if you don't care about spoilers, sit back and relax and enjoy. Enjoy the show. But if that sounds interesting to you, you can head over to playalongpod.com or anywhere you find podcasts to get all of our content. And if you're wanting to help support us, keep the lights on on the show and get a little bit of extra little spicy content in your feed. We have some bonus tiers on our website. And if you want to subscribe straight through Spotify and get our bonus content directly into your feed, below there's a link in which you subscribe. Below there's a link in which you can subscribe to that. $2.99 a month, bonus episodes every month, lots of things. We just recorded next month's or this month's? Some oh, months this. bonus episode. It thinks September's. Yes, yes. Uh, are we draft? So we had a lot of fun with our PS2 draft. So we had to do another one. And there's definitely going to be more to come because we just love doing those. They're a ton of fun. So that's going to be this month. If that's kind of like stuff you want to hear, we have a ton of that in our bonus. So go check that out on Spotify or if you want to go on the website again, playalongpod.com. But with that, we're going to take a quick music break. When we come back, we're going to jump into episode two of Detroit Become Human. See you all in a second.
In the last episode, we ended on a juicy little cliffhanger in which Marcus was confronted by the police after uh, Paul, in some people's playthrough, had passed away. And in others, some unfortunate circumstances happened where someone got pushed and someone tripped and fell. It was really, if you think about it, it's really the other guy's fault because he was being mm. aggressive. But, you know, I mean, it's, that's not here and there, you know, right, right. <laughs> but we we jump into episode two in the interrogation. So we are back controlling Connor and we are interrogating the android that committed the brutal murder of, of the gentleman stabbing him 37 times in the chest. And now we are in that scenario. This scene starts with, I think, um, what is the, uh, the oh, detective's fucking, name? You got Hank and then there's um, the other like douchebag mcgee who yeah. i can't remember like it's just a dick yeah hank tries to interrogate this uh android to no avail and then you know connor steps up and asks if he could and like ben said the douchebag android's just like oh you're gonna send an android in there to do that which in my brain was like chris. that makes sense to me the other person's name is chris oh chris well, he looks like a chris he looks well, like a chris he? so there you go uh and hank's like you know what it didn't work for me Knock your socks off, dude. Go in there and see mm -hmm. what you can do. Mm -hmm. uh, how did you guys go about tackling this? Because some, some options you can do right when you walk in. You can kind of look at the files. You can just sit down and start talking to them. How did you guys approach this? You look at the files? Yeah. Bro, after the hostage situation with Connor and that, I was like, if I'm going to interrogate this uh, Android, I need as much information as possible. So I looked at yep. the files. I like analyzed him analyzed everything in the room i literally everything was ticked off before i sat down yeah i did that too same thing i and i do this in my normal like video games i think we talked about it last episode ben is the same way where if i know like the right direction to go in an open world game or whatever i'll do everything else first and then go do that and i knew interrogating this android was like the objective so i was trying to accomplish everything i could prior to that and again you look through and you see his name and you see the the photos of the the man that he had killed just to get all the information that i could possibly get mm -hmm. what about yourself kai same i mean okay yeah it makes the most sense i think like, I think you yeah. have to do it because there's no no you, uh, just, no you don't you can't just sit down i think you have yeah. to analyze the file at least um but after that everything else is bonus well even if you look at the on the the chart at least for the stats on playstation reviewing the photos is only 48 percent of players so less than half of the people even looked at the files themselves so it's an which option is, you don't even have to choose which is wild like yeah you go into the kind of thing where you're analyzing his wounds too to see kind of all he has some bludgeoning damage to like his head his arm is like all beaten up and everything yeah. and now we called it last episode, didn't we? We said like, oh, maybe yeah. there was like a pattern of abuse or something. Like. Yeah, and that's definitely what the route that they took. Um, and now you're trying to kind of pressure this android into to confessing. And there's like a little percentage bar that pops up and different things that you do will either increase that pressure or decrease that to try to, you know, get him into confessing. Did you guys go with like trying to increase the pressure or did you want to just, we have to you keep know, it, try to level with him and everything? Spot. Oh, yeah, it's okay. like optimum stress. There's like level. a there's like a bracket on the bar. You can't go too high. If it turns red, that's too much pressure. Yeah, so you have to keep it right in the little little line. Which 
Yeah. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. It's fun. No, I like it. I like it. Well, and the, I kept like flip-flopping, right? Because I wanted to pressure. And it like even in um, Connor's dialogue, it, it seemed weird going back and forth because I wanted to pressure him to get it. And then like I felt bad. So I was like, it's going to be okay, buddy. You know, like just if you talk to me, you're going to get out. You'll be fine. And then it went down. And I was like, well, shit. Okay, let me, let me. Then he'd be like, tell me what you know. I know you murdered this guy. So it's like. <laughs> yeah, Connor like. Doing this. I had a similar thing. Connor fully plays like good cop, bad cop with just himself. Oh, absolutely. Um, there was a lot of like flip-flopping backwards and forwards between like, they're going to decommission you for this. They're going to put an yeah. end to your life. But it's cool. It's all right. I know, you know, I know you was a victim, and I don't, but we know you've murdered him. Tell us everything. And it's yeah. like, okay. So right. for me, I'll talk about my experience here. Uh, I continue to pressure him. And then when it had the option to like, give up because it wasn't working to continue pressuring him i maintained the pressure to continue pressuring him uh but i did not get him to confess i did not get the android to mm. confess and ultimately the android starts freaking out he's he's explaining the situation in his relationship with the guy that he murdered again exactly like how ben said abuse he was hit multiple times and then just something in him clicked and then he repeatedly stabbed him because he again like we talked about in the first episode he didn't know what to do and he didn't leave because it was the first time where he didn't have a command and he legitimate like i don't know where to go and what to do now like he had free will and had no idea what to do with it uh the android starts slamming his head against the table trying to hurt mm. and decommission himself at this point you can as connor intervene and try to stop him or do nothing uh i did nothing which was six percent of players and he just smashes his head against the floor and then just dies or wow. not the floor but the table and he just dies on the table which was six percent of players android smashes his head and i had a slightly different ending um I managed to keep the optimum. I smashed his head into the table, <laughs> and um, he just basically started like mm -hmm. using his right to remain silent. Just wasn't saying anything, mm -hmm. and then uh, a police officer comes back to take him back to his cell, and it was really fucking annoying because all of a sudden, out of the blue, he spiked up from like seventy-two percent stress to ninety-nine, like out of nowhere, in, like, freaked him out. Yeah. Um, and he he stands up and he's got his hands in cuffs and he um, oh no he goes to stand up as the police officer comes towards him and he grabs the police officer's gun puts it under his chin oh, and shoots shit. himself what oh. um, Jesus yeah so I'm I'm looking at the flow chart well that's and cool that I we got, was each got different endings then I was four in the options yeah I was in the bottom section where the android shot itself. And the two options that were there were either it shoots itself or it's sent back to its cell. So I don't know what I didn't do. Oh, I didn't. I I didn't intervene. I'd done the same thing. I gave up. If I'd continued yeah. applying the pressure, he wouldn't have shot himself. But apparently, giving up causes him to. Freak yeah, out. I, I maintained pressure in that, and then confession, and then I didn't intervene when he was slamming his head against the floor or table. Why do I keep saying floor? Whereas if you had intervened, apparently Android would have shot Connor and itself. See, I don't want to get shot. That sounds awful. Kai, what uh, second time, our boys died. I gave up when it was. So I did convince and pressure back and forth, yeah. and then gave up eventually when it was in the like sweet spot. And then he confessed to killing the guy. And then Chris 
comes in and tries to arrest the android and then i intervene and tell him like do not touch him like he will mm. he'll go into haywire oh, yeah, like his head will explode wouldn't it yeah yeah like if you if you get in a certain stress level i was like do not touch the android and then i intervene again with chris where i'm like please do not touch him and i step in between them and i was like he'll follow you out just like he's fine he'll walk with you uh, the android then trusts me, and then it would just walks back to itself. And the android is damn Kai. Kai doing the pacifist run over here. He's okay, that's no one be dying. I, okay, that's what I didn't have. There's a little bit underneath that's like android, android trusts Connor. I didn't have. I didn't have the trust, which is he why did, he shot himself. Definitely did not trust me. <laughs> he did not trust me either. Uh, yeah, this was interesting. I I thought it was cool to to obviously you know get more insight to the situation and actually talk to like a, a defective android that hurt people i mean i know we're technically playing as one well one of some of us have hurt people others <laughs> others haven't with uh kara but uh yeah it was cool to see that um next chapter is we do pick up as uh kara and um the daughter what's her name? alice alice yeah uh again getting off the bus and and running from the law essentially this this chapter is called fugitives and this was the one i was really excited to talk about because there is a lot of different possibilities that can come from this mm-hmm. uh essentially they're trying to find a place to stay they're trying to place the, the holdout until you know Kara can get more information find somewhere safe for alice to go and there's lots of different options that you could do there is a motel that you can go to, which specifically does not allow androids. There's kind of this abandoned house, and then there is uh, this uh, supermarket. So I'll just I'll talk through mine as uh, we oh go through, my. and then <laughs> and then we can. Can uh, we get a body count for charity? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> and then we can talk about the differences. So uh, I immediately I talked to the androids that were sitting on like the little android docking station and try to get their help, but the android just turns to you and then looks back and then continues just being a nice obedient android uh i walked around i did look at kind of the options because you can go and interact with things and then it gives you kind of uh, the options and trees are like here's the steps that you can do or can to to do this walk towards the motel saw that it was android uh you you, androids couldn't go in plus it was like 40 bucks or something like that then i looked at the abandoned house and then i went to the supermarket and i talked to the clerk and asked him if he knew anything. And he's very uh, standoffish because we're an android. Doesn't care about car at all and puts him off. Notice that there is a cash register. Uh, and then I pull out my gun. <laughs> Six. <laughs> Six percent you, of players. It's the disappointment. <laughs> Six percent of players uh, pull out the gun. And essentially, cause okay, okay, in my head, I need money, right? I need money for this motel, so I'm gonna rob this grocery store clerk. Hindsight, probably not the best idea, but <laughs> I need money for for the grocery store clerk. So I pull out the gun, and he's as he's going towards the register, another customer comes in, and Kara's like, "Okay, shit." So she kind of like puts the gun down a little bit, and she's talking to the customer, and he's like, "Are you in line?" He's like, "No, no, no, go on ahead," and that's where I was stressed because there's like a little thing in which you have to like try to hide the gun so the customer doesn't see. And then the clerk finishes up with the customer and goes. And then it's like at that point, I could either uh, give up or resume the holdup. Uh, and I resumed. Oh <laughs> I continued God. to 
I continued to uh, hold him at gunpoint and he did give me the cash. So I got like $50 from him or something like that. And then um, I took the money and I left the supermarket. <laughs> okay. Um, so there are three places to spend the night. There's the motel. Yes. There's a squat across the road and there's mm. an abandoned car in the car park. Um, and like you said, you get all different options. It's like the car is yeah. discreet, but not very safe. The squat is not safe, but very, very discreet, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So now you got your money. What did you what did you do? Uh, so I, in my head, I was like, I went to go to the motel because that was the most logical option. But as car went over there, car was saying like, oh, it says no androids. I need to find like a disguise or something so they don't notice that I'm an android. So I was like, okay, well, shit, I can't do that. Um, so I went to investigate the, uh, oh, I went to investigate the house. And there's actually two entrances in which you can get into the abandoned house. One in the front, which as you try to interact with it, it says you need like bolt cutters or something to cut through the gate. And then there is a little gate around where the car is. I went in there and kind of investigated where the car is. I clicked on the car as an option, but Alice was seemed a little scared. She didn't want to stay in the car. So I was like, okay, let's let's investigate the abandoned house then. I did find like bolt cutters in that little area and cut out the back gate that led into the abandoned house. And when I walked through the abandoned house and went into there, knocked on the door, tried to see if any of the uh, the big wooden uh, beams that were blocking out the windows would work. None of that would work. And I look over and Alice is gone. And I'm like, oh, okay, where's Alice? Oh. I go to turn the corner and she's being held at like knife point by this Ralph. like rogue. Yeah, Ralph, this rogue android that's there. And he's freaking out and saying, like, all humans hurt him. His whole side of his face is, like, burned. Clearly, he has had trauma. He's officially become, like, defective or what is it? What Deviant? He's, he's a deviant. He's, yeah, broke his programming. He's broke his programming, but all humans are, like, evil to him. So I tried to talk him down. I did end up convincing him that, like, Alice is fine. He was, she was all right. He said, you can stay in the house if you want. I was like. Nah, man, this guy is freaking crazy. I'm out. Fucking stubby Joe. I think I'm good. Thanks. So now with with all of my options exhausted, I the only thing that I had was to go and stay in the car, in which that's what I did. Me and Kara, or me and um, Alice go and stay in the back of the car. Interesting. Yeah. Mine is begins similar, but then... Oh, did you also rob the convenience store? I did not. Well, I robbed the convenience store, but not at gunpoint. What?! What is this playthrough? What are you doing? So, okay, so what you got to understand, right? We're fucking desperate. We've just murdered That's what I'm Todd, saying. right? Like, we've murdered Todd. We need a place to stay for the I night, didn't okay? Todd, but yeah. Okay. Um, it's Detroit. <laughs> That's, fair. That's fair. I don't I don't particularly think it's safe for Alice in Detroit. So, I we go into This is we a go into future Detroit with androids, mind you. But yes, continue. Stabby androids with half a face. Okay. <laughs> um,. So we go into the supermarket, and uh, similar principle, you know, he's very standoffish. I know it's a cash register, but the difference is I... Oh, sorry. I don't know if you did this or not, Jared, but you didn't mm. mention it. So I looked up and saw security cameras. Nope, didn't do that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Straight shit. For the I, I don't need to be pulling out the gun in this situation. Um, and then, so we're kind of walking around, da, 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 another customer walks in. And I, I felt bad about this, but now I don't feel as bad hearing what you did. Um, <laughs> I used Alice as a distraction. Oh. You can have Alice knock over this pyramid of cans, 
which leads the um, attendant to leave the cash register and go and talk to Alice. And, and they start picking up the cans together. So while he was distracted, I popped the cash register open, took the money, closed it back up. And then he finishes doing it. And I was like, come on, Alice, we need to leave. Um, and I left. Arguably and then, just as bad as mine. But I mean, that's, that's fine. I, <laughs> uh, Alice lost a lot of trust in me. She got very mm. annoyed. And she was like, I can't believe that you used me. Um, oh, I like, wow. you know, you shouldn't have stole. That's wrong. And I tried to like justify it. And I was like, look, you know, we, we don't have anywhere to stay. We don't have anywhere to go. We got no money. Like we have to survive. Um, did you get the interaction with the garbage disposal Android? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he gave us directions to somewhere, but it was like way too far away. And we're like, no, we need somewhere to stay now. And then by that time, he had jumped back in the truck and he had, mm-hmm. he had left. Yeah. He, um, yeah, he sort of you touch hands with him and he's like oh you can find this place and you're like well that's the other side of town so yeah um but i just wanted because that's like foreshadowing for something later mm. on so uh i had no intention of staying in the squat no intention of staying in the car i was like i'm getting into that fucking motel yeah so i went to the laundromat I so i go in i didn't even see the laundromat yeah, it's like where the motel is on the opposite side of the road, a little bit further up, there's a laundromat. Oh. And you can go into the laundromat, and there's one dude in there who's sleeping. He's got headphones on, um, but his wash is finished. And so I was like, sort of looking, took his clothes, um, gave mainly because I wanted to get Alice new clothes. She was very cold and wet. Um, so Alice got new clothes, and Kara gets new clothes, and she has a hat that she puts on to cover up the little disc on her head. Mm. So now I could gain access to the motel. So I went to the motel, booked a room. She, Alice still isn't very, um, isn't very good at interacting with humans and not letting on that she's an Android. So it mm. was very like, you could see from the expression of the motel guy that he knew something was a little bit weird here, but he didn't suspect she was an Android. So mm. you make a fake name using like names from a poster behind the guy. Um, and he gives you the key to room 28 and then you go and stay in room 28. Um, you put Alice to bed, you give her a kiss on the forehead um, and then I cuddled up with Alice and yeah. we sort of cuddled in bed. Um, and it was like Alice trusts you, so I had like the trusted Blue Arrow. Yeah, and that was the end I, of that episode for me. Yeah, we I had a similar thing when we were in the back of the car, where it's like Alice trusted you. Oh, uh, while I was holding up the convenience store, one of the things is I had Alice go wait outside. I was like, Hey, Alice, I want to talk to him. Like, go wait outside real quick. And she's like, Why? I was like, Oh, I'm just trying to get something done. And she waited outside, and that's when I held up the guy at gunpoint. So she didn't see that, so mm-hmm. no trust was broken there. And she's like, Where'd you get that money? And he's like, I just I asked him, and he gave it to us. And she was like, Oh, okay. So I was like. <laughs> okay well come on then mr how many Pacifist. how many people did you hold up at gunpoint in this section i didn't even go in the the convenience you didn't even go in the supermarket no because i was like there's nothing good that's gonna come out of the going into the supermarket i i got 50 whole dollars from that that i didn't get to use you didn't 50 dollar roonies so you get kicked out of the bus and then i yeah. talked to the android trash collector and he tells you to go to RA9, essentially. And you're like, okay, well, we can't do that now. Um, and then I checked the parking lot. And because it gives you, once again, you go through all the options and it gives you like the yeah. different like 
very secure but not you know very comfortable mm-hmm. and i was like well who cares about comfort it's one night so then went to the parking lot walked inside the parking lot that's where you get the bolt cutters off of the generator that's sitting there mm-hmm. um and we looked at the car and i was like ah the car's not great and there's the abandoned structure next to it so then cut through the parking lot fence went to the house met ralph ralph holds good old ralph uh ralph holds uh the girl at knife point as you said uh i convinced ralph that we are good and that we're not going to hurt him uh we follow ralph into the house i started a fire and made a bed um alice falls asleep uh on the floor next to the fire um and i make her promise that i'll never leave her um and then alice mm-hmm. is just happy and then we i slept next to we spooned uh so i slept next to yes. alice and we stayed in the squat and nothing bad happened a very uneventful night for you yeah i was, minus, I was scared of, minus, i was scared of ralph no ralph is harmless ralph is an android he's just he's yeah, he's mad at humans he's scared he's scared and he's mad at humans yeah uh well going into well, the i'm really section. interested to see how this ends up for you guys because obviously yeah, well, mine is wildly different uh of where i am so oh well I, it's interesting too too because i get a i don't know if it's the same for all y'all but i get a little bit of crossover between characters in, yeah oh, i did as well yeah okay well then i guess it's, it's just the same uh the next section is from the dead which we are now checking back in with marcus which as we saw in the last time with some of us they just cut that the brother blamed Marcus for the father's death, and other ones we had heard a, heard a gunshot, and then it cut to black. But this whole section is terrifying. Marcus mm-hmm. has essentially been decommissioned, broken down, beaten, and tossed into this massive just graveyard dump of all android parts and functioning and half functioning androids. And as Marcus is coming together, one has no legs, doesn't have any legs. And you're, you're crawling through, and the whole point of this is trying to build yourself up back together. Scanning and looking at other Android parts and seeing if they're compatible with your own. Popping in legs on, trying to get eye functions and little brain mm-hmm. parts and everything. But as you're doing this, just like screaming Androids on the floor, one like half through a wall that yells at you and grabs your shoulders. There's a whole section where you're walking through like a tiny hallway of Android arms. I was like, is this a horror game? What happened? Yeah, that guy in the wall is the one who tells you to find Jericho. Yes. He's the the first mention of Jericho. Um, He sort of like shakes Marcus and is like, find Jericho and then he dies. Mm -hmm. Um, Now this is pretty much just like a scavenger hunt for the most part, right? You're finding, you find your legs, you walk through and then you find the optics. What I thought was really cool was that because Marcus's optics and everything are broken, the screen displays like in this weird, like black and red, like sort of static. So you can't can't do any scan either at the moment. Yeah. Until you get your eye and then there's still a weird sound and, you get this like um, I don't know what's called it, like an ear unit from an android. And you that put was it my in. Favorite part because the whole time, like you said, it's just kind of static. But once he clicks that in, he's like, you can now hear everything, and it's like it's so loud. You can hear the rain. It's pouring it's rain outside. You can hear mental. the crane moving. Yeah, it's it's so cool. I love it. I, I put the ear unit in, and immediately there was this like clap of thunder and just mm. rain everywhere. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I like that. Um, there is the option to kill two androids in this section. 
I, I didn't kill anybody. I didn't even get the okay. option. I didn't so, use the option either. I just got my shit and dipped. Your the pump regulator. There are two pump mm. regulators that you can find. Um, one of them is in a dead android, which is the one that I found. Yeah. But one of them is in a, a live android that you can kill. He's like a die-in android. You can kill him in order to get the pump regulator. Oh, interesting. Um, I was walking around trying to find the pump regulator, and an android grabs Marcus's leg and is like, please kill me. He's like, I'm, I don't want to live anymore. I'm scared. I'm like, I, and he's like, kill me. Uh, and I killed him. Wow. Yeah. Put him out of his misery, man. Fucking okay, monsters. Okay. Both of you. Look, this, this monsters. Excuse me. I didn't kill anybody in this section. This android is. I also haven't killed anybody this entire section so far. I just held someone at gunpoint. Very different. <laughs> I just threatened death. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, um, you ended up android's... killing the android. In what? the interrogation room. Uh, I didn't do that. He killed himself. I just didn't help. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, I killed this android that was begging to die. He had like half a face missing. He had no legs. Yeah. Uh, he had like one arm. And I was like, this bro is just like, he's not going anywhere. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I killed him. And yeah, then there's you... not a... You're gone. No, I was gonna say there's not a ton of like variations and things you can do. I mean, there's a, a, compared to the other sections because there's one where you can find a whole crane that dumps bodies of the androids out, and apparently you have to dig yourself out as Marcus. Like Marcus gets like dumped on by all these like bodies of androids, and you have to crawl out, which is interesting. But no, for me, I literally just got all of my units i needed nothing interesting happened aside from the stuff that's already planned as you can see in like the first half of this tree it's all there's no percentages because all of it has to happen until you get to like the junkyard part but no i just got all the my units and then mm. i climbed up the slope up, up to the top i do think it's cool because now that marcus has like someone else's optical unit he has a different colored eye so he has a one blue eye and one green eye now which i thought was cool yeah it is cool and like I said, the the visual and audio effect of like yes the rain and everything is amazing. But also, I just I like that this episode was kind of just like a thematic episode, right? Because mm -hmm. it's like you know it's all well and good having these androids, but then when they become broken and they become unrepairable, they're essentially just kind of thrown away and forgotten about. And so it was interesting to go from like human interaction like we had with Kara and also yeah. with Connor and everything to just Marcus like dragging himself up this slope of dying androids in order to get up yeah. to the top and I mean if you think about it it's, it's really strange because obviously we see this and it's like they're, they're human like to us but clearly they're just like this is a, a graveyard of like defective product but Marcus now being kind of a sentient version of that product is pretty much just like going through dead bodies because these are like these are these are my people and I'm just like trudging through dead people and that must be so like weird and surreal and for him to see that side like for him to only obey and help out uh Paul was the old man's name right Carl Oh yeah that's right that's right Carl um and then to only be seen aggressive towards with the police and now this to see like how humans actually treat like his kind 
it's it's so it's mm. it's crazy. It's just it's very interesting to see that flip side of it, you know, because yeah. yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about this. This is a bit of a side tangent. I know we're talking about the graveyard section, but do you feel that you would have as much of an emotional connection to these androids and stuff if they weren't human like if they didn't have no. like skin and they had like odd, you know rectangle heads and they looked like pathfinder from apex or something heads. like what well, if the, they the looked fir- like a robot i can tell you this the first thing i, I definitely wouldn't want to fuck like... one if it looked like that and <laughs> if i'm just thinking about murdering people kai is just finding every opportunity he can to fuck one of these robots <laughs> i mean you're lying to yourself if you wouldn't fuck a robot let's be no honest. i'm just saying that like that's that hasn't been my, my my focus has been obviously been murder and destruction throughout this, mm-hmm. <laughs> throughout this i'm a lover not a um, what can i say <laughs> yeah. uh yeah i don't know it's i i think I think so. That it's because obviously they they are very close resembling to humans, and that's why. But even like I think back to like iRobot, and even like the the robot that had a consciousness in that, and they were human esque, but they were still robot looking, right? They were like mm. gray and silicone, like and humanoid. Robots. They were more humanoid, but I think there was still like some some sense of uh, uh, sympathy when it came to him, just because of it. it you know, detach the physical appearance. It's more like the feelings that he was feeling. He was scared. He was angry. And I think those things are relatable. So I think that like at that point, yeah. But again, if it looked like Pathfinder or if it was a Roomba, probably if my Roomba <laughs> will use the Roomba uh, uh, metaphor as, as we've done multiple times. My Roomba came up to me and it's like, oh, I have feelings and I feel sad. I don't know if I'd really feel bad get for it i'd be like work. yeah exactly i was like get back to work dude but yeah, I, I think know. it's because think, they're humanoid and human like that we find sympathy with them i think all of these stories that hinge on human beings being yeah soulless like no we don't have any feelings towards things this is a little inaccurate and a little presumptuous like this is anecdotal but there's a great scene in the show community in which joel oh, community. uh has a pencil and he's trying to prove a point that you can feel connection to anything. And he takes a pencil out and he's like, this pencil's name is Greg. Greg is a happy little pencil. And then he breaks it in half and everyone on the table goes, Oh, Greg. Uh, And it's like, it's to show essentially that like once humans form a connection with something, once you have a name for something and once you like are connected to it, it becomes sentient in a sense, you feel its Mm -hmm. existence and that is enough for you to justify you know not wanting to see it in pain yeah and and you know that's that's so true because just recently we have uh, a very we had a very large plant that we had for a very long not a very long time but at least like the last like two or three years we got it when kai and i we have first got an apartment together but we named him jeffrey and just recently he had been dying so we had to get rid of him but it was like sad we had to get rid of jeffrey and then we got a new plan mm. but it was like jeffrey like died and we had to go throw him away and it was like that was sad so and that's like, a you're plant. right once you name something it's like then you get attached to it that way too. So that's true. That's true. Yeah, it's just interesting to think. Also, this what section makes making zero fucking sense. Like what the uh, the graveyard section? Yeah, it just doesn't. Why would they not recycle any of this? Why would they throw them away? Activated? Wouldn't more androids climb out of the pit? Yeah, I, yeah, I think that you're right in the sense of like this narrative. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it would make sense for like 
oh, like, let's just, you're right. They're like, let's recycle these. Let's reuse or, or yeah. whatever. Like we could use parts, but I think they're trying to just drive home the theme. Like humans, evil and angry, mad at thing that not human. And then like, there's a whole graveyard of suffering androids. and They're all dying and they're begging to die and everything yeah, like that. So they're just trying to drive home. That another theme, thing so. that's just stupid at the end of this, which is at the very end, the androids the jacket. Just- Okay, well, he grabs, I mean, the jacket's fine. Like, yeah, he needs oh, a jacket. Okay. It's when he rips off his little processing light. Oh, yeah. Uh, which happens with Kara later, too, where they just, like, and then, like, the skin heals back over, and it's like, mm. okay, that's convenient that the one thing that makes them visible as androids can just yeah, easily be, be removed with a sharp rock. And, and, and I guess for the most part, in the fun. programming and design, they, they wouldn't think that would happen because the only way they would do that is if someone blatantly told them to but why remove it why make something removable in the first place i thought I it mean, was like it embedded would... into their fucking head i didn't know they could just like, like pop it, it off would like a make soda sense can. if it was like the cpu of it or something and like that's where the functions of the robot and like the personality of the android live so mm. you could in theory like so you say take it off and put it you on could a have different the same, android. Yeah, you could have the same husk and be like, oh, this one is now going to be, it was a garbage collector, now it's going to be, um, I don't know, it's going to do Deliveroo or some shit. So you would like yeah. take <laughs> off the garbage collector thing, put Deliveroo on, and then off it goes. The most But like Jared English said as well, like the, delivery they wouldn't have processing to, uh, to, to pop remove it. it. Yeah. yeah. I, mm, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's a weird scene. I liked it thematically like yeah, for like, the whole themes kind were of fine driving home what the game is trying to talk about but you're right it doesn't make sense uh like logically why they would just have a big empty pit of like half suffering yeah. androids and i can't imagine like imagine the, just imagine the sound like during the day because like it's raining it's like, oh, out yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's just a pit of like Ah, just like all day no one can live next to it it's like oh god the the fucking android bit is so loud the the rent for the homes near that so low like so low house or like the mortgage playing through it i was just like why 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 does this this doesn't make any sense if you can get an apartment that's like pit of agony adjacent you're just (laughs) exactly really saving some money well and it's it's strange because this next chapter is like literally like the polar opposite because you start as connor in the zen garden so it's so weird to go from like tortured androids to now connor in this Mm. zen garden it just it it was it was so strange it made sense to me if you keep on that thematic train no yeah because you're going from androids that no longer have a use for by humans to like an android that has a if use. anything the android with the most use because as we go through the zen garden you took go talk to amanda which i may higher up or ahead of cyber life right that's yeah. what she is yeah she's... and she says that like connor is a very special kind of android and he's like the best they've ever come out with so like he's like the that's most he can, android. he can taste blood until you <laughs> yeah <laughs> my boy can fucking change his hand to like different fingerprints to gain access to biometric fucking yeah, locked yeah. doors and shit. Like. How exciting! Did you guys go straight and talk to Amanda? It looks like there's a couple other other options where you can find a magic stone and check the graves. But I went immediately and talked to Amanda. Magic stone. I don't magic know what the magic. Twenty percent of people found the magic stone. I didn't find a magic stone. No, it I sounds like a, a fancy way of saying you did ecstasy. I found the magic stone, man. Yeah. 
That's, uh, uh, no, no I didn't find any stone or graves. I just straight to Amanda. Amanda. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she was obviously talking about you working with uh, Lieutenant Anderson, Hank, and everything, and working with him. She asks, like, how are you going to go about like tackling him? I think I said something like I was trying to match his his personality or something to that mm-hmm. extent, which she was disappointed at, which I was like, oh, yes. well, okay. That's also what I had. Yeah. I, yeah. um, it's interesting. I thought Amanda was, um, a computer. Oh, like she was a Android as well. More of like a simulation, right? Like, ah. um, like a computer simulation of Maybe she is like the wants of cyber life, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like every Android, or maybe not every Android, but like Connor has access to Amanda this. Amanda like, is our god. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's like Connor's Alexa, and he can like internally like go and talk to her. Amanda, what's the weather today? <laughs> I mean, that would make sense because those bridges looked like they were digital. So mm. interesting. Like white. I, well, that would be interesting if like Amanda's not even real, and it's all like the androids can access Amanda in their like mind palace, and mm. that's where he was. That was his oh mind god. palace. I think yeah. I think it's just Connor. I think just Connor is going to have it. Um, and I think it's kind of like how he's going to get his directives from Cyberlife. Mm. I think that's how they're going to direct him going forward, personally. But- Interesting. But yeah, so we, we cut to Connor now trying to find Lieutenant Anderson at the police station. And this he's not there. Section. Yeah, this is a strange section. I've seen here that like... If the android in the interrogation is saved, he's he's there's like a whole new tree of options that you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's waiting for Anderson. He's talk. I for me, I went and talked to some of the other um, police officers, and there is a female android police officer that's there too, saying that you know Hank is not at his desk. He'll be here soon. A lot of people kind of give us the feeling that this is normal for Hank, that he's usually in whenever he wants, does not care. It's around like noon. So you just have free reign to kind of explore uh, the office. When I Mm -hmm. found where Hank's desk was, I obviously just interacted with everything. He has a picture. You can see he has like dog hair on his um, chair. You can do that. Yeah, he has a Saint Bernard. Bernard. All all little things that just help you try to connect with him. I did all the stuff at his desk, and later on in conversation, you kind of bring this stuff up to try to like have some kind of connection with Hank. So cringy. Some didn't. Uh, So fucking cringy, man. Because like you, you find out like he has a Saint Bernard, um, Mm. and then you're like, oh, he listens to heavy metal, and you get all this information. And yeah, I think one guy's like, oh, it depends if he was at the bar last night as to like what time Hank's going to come in. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, it just really comes up in like really, really. I don't think it did anything good for Hank's relationship with me because you're randomly just like, how's your dog? And he's like, how do you know I have a dog? And you're like, you have a St. Bernard. What is his name? And he's like, "Uh, what? I'm Connor. It it does increase your, your friendship stat with Hank. Uh, it, I, I did. I had two of them that did, but I forgot what the third option was. But I did that, and he like got pissed that I was so like in his business, and it went back down after it's that. So the, like, oh. It's the android. Like, how do you feel about androids? If you do, oh, the, that's it. he's got anti-android mm, slogan. Yeah. If he? you do the heavy metal and you do the dog, both of those increase because you're like you talk about the dog, and he's like, yeah, he's at first he's like, you know, whatever, and then he's like, it's Odie or something like that. It's some name, and then you talk about the Just heavy metal from Garfield. Uh, yeah, whatever. Oh, <laughs> then, Garfield. 
Uh, and then you talk about heavy metal, and he's like, "It's like, oh, do you listen to? I don't. It's some made up band no. name, but like, oh, do you listen to Avenged Sevenfold?" And he's like, "What? Yeah, you listen? You listen to Suns Behind My Eyes? Yeah, he's I like, that up, but that's a band. You you listen to heavy metal, and he's like, I don't really listen to music, but I'd like to, and I like the energy. And he's like, okay, and then your friendship goes up. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah, and then after really, that, I really was awkward ass like, conversation. After that, I was like. How do you feel about the possibility of androids replacing human jobs? Yeah, yeah. And Connor, then read like, the room. <laughs> read the room, Connor. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't I do like, that one. I was like, I'm not going to mention androids. Clearly, there's some. Well, I, I didn't know the extent of like where that conversation was going to go. But like Ben said, if I knew it was going to go in that direction, I would have been like, so how do you feel about androids? And then it's like, nope, nope, nope. That's not. That's do you reckon not. like uh, do you reckon an android killed his old partner? Probably. And that's why Ooh, he I, hates. I, or it's just that's just. Like. Like, Deep dicking his wife, you know, one of the mm. two. Oh, it broke programming and just like it. It, didn't break. it was wow. the program to fucking the go to me down three thousand. Oh, maybe that's what they're into. Maybe they're like he just watches and he's like, I want you to go and you know take care of my something. Wife. Tells me he uh, doesn't doesn't watch something. Yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't strike me as a cuckold kind of guy. No, uh, but. Uh, Hank's boss has him come in for for a conversation, and you can decide to not go in, or you can go in. You can follow Hank in. I followed Hank in, and it, he was pretty much just telling Hank that he's going to now leave this investigation with all the androids, with all all of the. Um, why do I keep forgetting the fucking name? Not yeah, deviants. there's like a spat of deviants. Yeah. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. And so they want him to take lead, and he's obviously like, "Why do you want me to do this? You know, I hate androids." And the boss is like, "I don't care. Like, do what you say. I have other stuff to do. Take Connor with you." And then he really didn't like that option, and they go back and forth, and he he storms out. And then oh, I said something to the boss of like, "Oh, I, I questioned it. I was like, I don't know if Hank is the right person for this choice." And he's like, "Don't fucking question my authority." He pulled the he pulled a Cartman from South Park, and then I walked out. Yeah, I did the exact same thing. I was like, are you sure that Lieutenant Hank is the best person for the job? And he's like, are you fucking questioning me? Like, get your metal fucking ass yeah. out of here. I was like, oh, and then Connor's I... like, all right, and just walked out. I didn't go in the room. I waited outside. Oh. I didn't have that conversation because I wanted to let them have their privacy. Did you have anything that, because there's a little tree where if you save the uh, Android interrogation, there's a couple things that you can do. Did you do any of that? Uh, it, it it prompted me to like go talk to the Android in uh, Carlos, like the whole, yeah, the holding cell. I just didn't because I was like, nothing, mm. good. Mm. nothing good is going to come from that. Did you ever review go to the little uh, cafeteria area and meet Chris again? Uh, I didn't. But before I get into that, it's good that you didn't talk to him because if you go talk to him, he self-destructs. Well, look oh, at me, well. fucking ducking and dodging death at every turn. <laughs> I was just like, I'm not going to talk to him. That that's Wait, never going to be good. It's it literally trees like Android saved in the interrogation. It unlocks a new section. It's like, okay, talk with Carlos the Android. It's like, dope. Twenty percent of people did that. Next is like Carlos Android self destructs, and it's like, well, <laughs> well, uh, but yeah. What happened at the cafeteria? Because I didn't do that. I didn't go anywhere besides the office. It's right like there. a tiny, it's not even necessarily a cafeteria. It's like a little alcove with like a vending mm. machine and um, like a coffee maker and everything. And you can walk in there and then Chris is like, oh, look, it's fucking plastic dickhead again or whatever he calls you. I can't remember. <laughs> and then um, he basically is like, hey, Android, go make me a fucking coffee. Um, and you can have the choice of being like, yes or no. And I was like, no. And he's like, what did you say to me? And I was like, I'm not here to make your coffee. 
And he's like, go get me a fucking coffee. And I was like, I only follow the orders of Lieutenant uh, Lieutenant Hank or whatever his last name is. And he's like, fucking stupid piece of plastic. And then like him and his mate walk off. But it was really Jeez. weird because like you walk in and like immediately he's like, there's like a beat cop next to him and he like nudges her and he looks and he's like, oh, look, like it's fucking this here again. And immediately you walk up to the beat cop and you're like, hi, I'm Connor, the android sent by Cyberlife. <laughs> <laughs> I love Connor. He's great. He's my favorite. Jeez, man. He's very autism coded. <laughs> I have he, a feeling oh, he is programmed on the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, they were like, which is which is so weird. They're like, we I'm, I'm, I'm putting my speculation out here now because we've already seen Kara and Marcus go like break their programming. We're gonna get in a situation where like it's gonna be uh, Connor confronting them two and having to decide if he wants to le- like lean with humans or like lean with his own kind. And that's how mm-hmm. I feel like the game's going. I mean, every like, time you make a decision. Go out solving crimes you have a deviancy meter which goes up and down depending how you make decisions to be on it yeah if you you pay attention when you're talking with hank and you make certain decisions to be honest about like androids you you like you're in investigating androids and you're like doing certain Mm -hmm. things to find them as you discover more things about ra9 and you discover more things about like androids becoming deviant he your deviancy like meter, meter will either together. go up or down depending on what choices you make mm. so when you're in the uh the attic in the first one when you find carlos at the top you have the option to call out like he's here or like something before that like you have the option to like be kind to him your deviancy will go up if you do the thing that you're not programmed to do essentially mm. so um we're on a path. Interesting. And who knows yeah. how that path ends? So yeah, the, the, I'm really curious about this next section on the run because both of us, all three of us, sorry, I didn't mean to exclude one of you. You guys can decide amongst yourselves who that was. Um, <laughs> all three of us had different paths and different trees here that we did. So I'll start off with mine because uh, there's not as much, in as I'm looking at the tree and the different options, there's not as much integration as there is with some of the other branches, but wake up in the the parking lot and you leave alice in the car and you go to um investigate the little parking lot around you are trying to disguise yourself right you're trying to look different you're trying to find some clothing and everything you find some scissors and are able to cut your hair so you cut your hair and she has like this short kind of bob now and you can also change the color of it which is interesting you can change it between brown black white and blonde uh i think i went white which yeah, yeah, I went white. Seven percent, one percent did brown, five percent did black, seven percent did white, and twelve percent did blonde, and uh, and then you remove the little LED from the side of your head, similar to how how Marcus did in the back of the trunk of the car, which you can't get open, but you find a crowbar and you pry the trunk open. There is like a jacket, a big like heavy like trench coat jacket, and she puts that on now, and she has like a little hood that she wears too. So that she can't be seen. So this is kind of her disguise, cutting her hair and then putting on the clothing. Um, I'm trying to see what the other options were here. I open the car. Oh, you go to kind of the side. As I'm exploring around, I look and on the wall, it's written like death to androids. And you look down behind the trash can and there's a charred android back there. And that kind of like shakes Kara oh, wow. up. Yeah. And she's like, she's just seeing more and more like through brutality humans have toward androids. Um why, why are you shaking your head? She's like very on the nose. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, here's a dead android. And you're like, oh, cool. Uh, and so you can't investigate much. You go up to the gate and you notice that uh, Connor and Hank are investigating the holdup that happened at the supermarket. So they're at the supermarket. Inter- they're interrogating the um, owner, which that was like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have uh, held the man at gunpoint. And maybe this wouldn't have happened. Uh, but they're interrogating him. He was giving him a description of what Carl looked like. Uh, oh, also before, when we... We're in the police office as Connor. He was saying that there was a deviant that that ended up killing a man and gave the the android's number, and that was Kara. So now they're investigating Kara and how she murdered. Um, what's his name? I forgot what the what the dude's name was. Todd. Todd. Yeah. Um, not much comes after that. It's just Hank and uh, talking to another officer saying, like, what are you going to do with this android? And he's like, I don't know. They're like, just complaining about how he was forced to deal with it and forced to work with it and everything like that. And just like, same thing. Connor just standing there, like, staring straight off to the side, like, not moving, no, no motion. But when he goes to talk to Connor, Connor said that the android was probably scared and wouldn't have gone very far. But after that, Connor and Hank just jump into their car and they drive off. After Kara wakes up Alice, and then I, yeah, I know. Kara wakes up Alice and says that we have to try to find somewhere to go. They're trying to get to the train station, is what they're mm-hmm. they're trying to do. And as you leave the parking lot with Kara and Alice, you notice that there is a slew of police officers that are investigating the area, trying to find the deviant, which sets up a whole kind of a mini game of sorts in which you have to try to duck and dodge and avoid the police. For the most part, I think that's the same for all three of us. So I'll pitch it to you guys to see how you're, no, Oh, it's not. You didn't have to duck and dodge the police at all. What happened? No, no, no. I just did oh, the, the police part. No, not my whole section. Oh, okay. No, that's okay. not what happened. I did not duck and dodge the police. Okay. Well, there's a lot of QTEs. Me and Ben were talking, and I was like, I probably yeah. hate this section. Cause there's like 5 billion QTEs. There is QTEs. I was not running from the police though. I wasn't running from the police. I was just walking and trying to not get seen. I was not walking and not trying to get seen. I was running from yeah. Connor. So we'll get into oh, that. Oh, okay. Well, oh, God. Okay. Well, I will do mine because mine, the ending of mine is similar to Jarrah's. So uh, I wake up nice and refreshed in my motel. Um, Alice wakes up and, you know, we're like, oh, you're probably really hungry, kid. And it's like, I'll go run you a bath. You can have a bath. We'll have some food and then we'll get going. Mm-hmm. Uh, exact same process. She goes into the bathroom, starts running the bath, cuts her hair. Uh, yeah. I think we chose to go black, um, and then I'll never go back. The... <laughs> <laughs> and then removed the LED. Um, I then went back into the room because while the bath's running, you can go and like read the magazine. And one of the Finns talks about how Canada is an Android-free zone. They I don't saw allow that. androids that, in. Yeah. Um, so I did that. And then I went and finished the bath, went back into the room, changed the channel. Um, and on the TV, it was like, oh, uh, you know, like 40-something-year-old man is killed by his android. And they were basically... They didn't mention any of like the drug use or anything. They just said he was an unemployed man in his 40s who lived in a suburb of Detroit and who was murdered by his android. Um, and so obviously talking about Todd 
Um, ben, ben wants the news to be like he was a fucking drug user. Yeah, he's an abusive <laughs> middle-aged middle-aged deadbeat junkie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, he's white, Ben. They only do that for black people. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Import, um, so, and then Alice basically comforts her a car and she's like you had to do it he was gonna kill me if he didn't do it <sighs> um at this point you go to look for breakfast and it immediately as you walk out the door of the motel it like pans and zooms in to connor and hank walking into the motel reception Mm. and hank says to the guy at the fin he's like oh we're looking for an android we think she's connected to a murder that happened in a detroit suburb and the guy's like no i don't let androids in we don't do that and connor goes oh this is what she looked like and he puts his hand up and it like projects a picture of cara and the guy's like son of a bitch i knew something was weird about her I, I, i knew something was off um, and he's like, room 28, they should still be in there. So now, and now I'm playing as Connor. So as Connor. Oh, so I, oh, wow. I didn't play as Connor at all. And it was very seamless. It like went from the cutscene and then just stayed on Connor. And I was like, oh, wow. Like I'm actually controlling Connor now. Okay. Mm. You follow Hank up the stairs um, and Carr is nowhere to be seen. You um, enter the room with Hank. Hank's basically trying to get you to stay in the car. Um, there's a couple of options and I was very defiant. I was like, nope, not staying in the car. I'm coming with you. I think it's best, blah, blah, blah. Um, we get to room 28 and Kara is nowhere to be seen. And Hank is like, son of a bitch. Like, we're too late with Mr. And then it pans back around to Kara and Alice, who are now on the street surface, doing the same as Jared was saying, making their way to yeah. the train station. Mm. Oh, um, and it's super easy. Super yeah, no, easy. It's, it's really easy. Uh, yeah, Kai, I'm really curious to see how yours went because like, it can go some wild ways, but I don't know if it's different on PC players, but some of these sections have 0% of players did it. So well, that's wild. Before we jump into Kai, I'm curious. So like, did you get spotted by the police, Jared? No. Okay, so both of us made it to the train station the train undetected station. and got on yeah. the train. Okay, yeah. so we're, we're wrapped up now. We're fully done. So, Kai. The so. squad. Uh, I woke up in the squat and start walking around because Alice is still asleep uh, and take a jacket out of the uh, closet and put that on. the same jacket I found in the trunk. Like just Pro- like design wise, they just probably the same jacket. Uh, cut, went up to the bathroom, cut and colored my hair. Uh, what color did you pick? Black, uh, which is the, the most chosen option, by the way. So even a basic bitch in my hair color choices. Um, but, uh, there's a dead body in the, in, in the bathroom, uh, that's, that's Ralph's, uh, owner is dead body or a homeless person or someone, uh, kind of sketchy, kind of ignored that. And it was like, "Mm, okay, not going to do that. Um, you can investigate the dead body. I didn't. So I don't know if that changes the outcome. There's just like a, like a hand hanging out of the bathtub upstairs. And I was like, nope, not going to deal with that today. Uh, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. I'll call you too. So then I went downstairs and the police are across the street. They're like mm. looking around. They they know that we took the bus, but I didn't go into the uh the fucking whatchamacallit, like uh um, the supermarket. The supermarket. So they're not talking to the supermarket person. Uh and then Ralph uh comes out and is like, 
I've gotten breakfast for the little girl because Ralph wants a family. Uh, and Ralph has a massive rat that he has char grilled on the fire and is like, Ooh. and he's set the table downstairs and he's like, everyone sit down. We're going to have breakfast. The little girl needs to eat. I knew he was uh, and so then I agreed to sit down because he had a giant knife and a charred rat. Uh, and I <laughs> stood at the table and he's like, you need to eat. Like, and obviously the little girl does not want to eat the giant charred rat. And so then I convinced Ralph that like being a family doesn't mean that you can force, you know, people what to do and that we need to leave because the police are after us essentially. And like, hey, bud, you know, we appreciate your hospitality, but like, you know, family is not forcing people to be your family. Uh, Ralph ends up apologizing, but then we're disturbed by Connor who comes to the door because he figures oh. out. So there's a cutscene that happens in between where Connor walks into the backyard and then goes to the fence that I climbed under to get in the squat. And my blood, because I got scratched by the fence when I climbed under it, uh, oh, is shit. there. And so he sees he the, the theremin or whatever it is, the blue blood stuff. No, he, I actually, yeah, he did taste it, I think, because uh, he's fucking weird. Uh, so then he follows to the house, goes and knocks on the house. Connor's investigating. And then you play as Connor and you investigate the squat that you were staying in. So you start walking around and like scanning mm -hmm. shit like you normally do with, with uh, Connor. Can you choose not to investigate certain things that you know Kara and Alice would have been involved? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, Probably, but I, I didn't do that shit. The first thing I tried to do was I tried to go upstairs because I knew about the dead body upstairs. And I was like, oh, maybe mm. if I find the dead body as Connor, that'll distract him enough that I can get out as the other two. But I mm. think because I didn't actually look at the dead body, I just knew it was there that I couldn't do that option. So he tries to go upstairs mm. and then he's like, ah, there's nothing upstairs. And then like walks back down. Oh, interesting. And fucking so what happens is is the what's the fucking crazy dude's name ralph ralph is sitting in the middle mm -hmm. of the room and you're talking to ralph and there's a bar above his head which is like his nervous meter essentially and it's like playing like hot and cold like the closer you get to things that are clues about what he's hiding in the house will like increase his nervousness and so right. then i went and the because I didn't see where we hid. We were just at the dining room table when Connor approached the door. So I have no idea where Kara is. Ends up being mm. under the stairs. Uh, so we go and check the stairs. Kara runs out. And then Ralph attacks Connor uh, to try to save Kara. So then Ralph <laughs> starts attacking. And then we ran out the door. Then Connor runs after us outside and then runs down the street. And so now you're playing as Connor chasing Kara. Uh, and then you're running towards the last place that we saw them. Uh, and then we reach this like giant fence. Kara vaults the fence with the girl. And then we also vault the fence, which is a QTE. And then Kara and Alice have to run across the highway. You switch back to playing a Kara and Alice. And there's a million QTEs in which you're trying to avoid traffic, traffic across the this highway. The car comes into it. Yeah. Uh, which I successfully did, but was deeply, deeply terrifying um and so then you reach the middle section and then you get to over the fence and you get to the edge of the like freeway and then hank uh is like do not go like do not cross the freeway connor you're gonna kill yourself and you make the choice 
to either go mm-hmm. or stay. And I was like, well, I don't want him to catch Kara. So I was just like, okay, I'm not going to go. I'm going to listen to Hank's orders. Your relationship with Hank increases because you listen to him and he's like, you know, dear God. And then Kara and Alice get to the other side. Uh, Karis and Ella reach the other side, and that's how they end up escaping is across the freeway wow. to the other side. So, that's... very different than yeah, <laughs> there Jesus. is a fin where, like, if you run across the highway as Connor, you can be like hit I mean, and decommission Connor again. Yeah, there's there's multiple times in which Connor and or Alice and Kara can get hit by a car. There is a outcome at the end of this, which again, on my side, says zero percent, which Kara and Alice die because they get hit by a car on the highway. Mm. see that's wildly different because like ours we was just walking down the street oh, yeah, and what would happen walk. is like you'd see a police officer and the closer mm. you get the higher the detection percentage would go um and so you would just do these like qts it'd be like hold r1 l1 yeah. and then hold right on the analog yeah. stick very strange um and you do stuff like hiding behind bus shelters i think at one mm. point you open an umbrella yeah to like hide your face um but yeah, very um very different. Uh as far different. as the the body, you know, I don't know what cutscene happens from that or if you can go to the body as Connor afterward, but at least on the uh the tree here, there is no different outcome. It goes back to going downstairs. It says find the corpse in the bathtub 30% and then it just says go downstairs, which is the end option for that anyway. So, don't know if anything comes from actually seeing the body. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe it lets uh, you convince Ralph more easily. Like if you find the body yeah. and then Ralph is mm. like, we're trying to be a family. You can bring up the body and be like, you're a fucking murderer. And then he's like, and then it's just yeah, easier to down. make him not want to. Uh, that, that, that's wild. That's very different than what happened in both of ours. That's crazy. Yeah. I was surprised yeah. when you were like, yeah, I just had to dodge the police. I was like, I chose poorly. Yeah. You didn't have to uh, do a lot of QTEs, keep a lot of different people alive. And I was like, yeah, with with having QTEs as as your way of of having characters survive. But you did it. You did. I'm very proud of applause. I fucked up one of the QTEs while running across the freeway and Kara got nicked by a car. She got like side swiped. And I was like, (laughs) please. Please. I could I could I see you just sitting and being incredibly stressed the entire time trying Yeah, to it wasn't across. pleasant, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well speaking of unpleasant situations, we move on to the last section of this, which is Jericho. Um <laughs> we we come back into playing as Marcus and Marcus now has these and, and remind me, because I'm I'm drawing a blank here. He keeps getting these symbols on his hand and having to follow the symbols. Where did those come from again? Did you get that from the... the, Yeah. He literally... The only thing that we've ever heard is that the android in the graveyard was like, find Jericho. Okay. Um, And now, all of a sudden, Marcus is looking for these symbols. Yeah. They essentially transferred the data across of where Jericho is. Right. Okay, that's what I thought. So there's a map of the different symbols. Yeah. There's a variety of symbols, or or rather, there's a variety of, like graffiti and signs and and posters and stuff that you find all that have this one symbol on it so you have to go through and while you're interacting with them find the hidden symbol it's like finding the hidden mickeys at disneyland you're trying to find mm-hmm. the hidden rebellion symbols so you can try yeah. to find the thing uh i'm trying to look and see there's not a ton of uh there's like five or six different situations um, oh, there's a lot that and this was my problem with this i didn't like when I got to the point of like, oh man, this is like cool. I like the puzzles, 
and then just kept going and there was like more and more and more of this i was like okay i was kind of getting done with trying well, to also, find the hidden symbol in the thing they don't get any harder it's just like oh, you're no. mm-hmm. you just it's tedious it's just like walking yeah the only just, thing that changes is it's just a little tedious <laughs> on one of the last ones you have to well okay i will say this it gets tedious but there's cool ass sections in which you you climb onto the roof to scan one of the the symbols by Fucking using a trash yes, can. yes then you enter like android ninja mode in which you do mm. like the calculations <laughs> of the best way to go and then yeah. you like figure out how to like do fucking parkour to get across it yeah. and that's very satisfying to watch yeah. Yeah. Will, and it doesn't I make you say, do qtes it just makes you do it yeah it doesn't make you do qtes that was some of my favorite parts in which uh marcus will walk up to a situation and then you have like a third person cam of him and you can pan left to right and you can see options of how to traverse things and there really is only one uh, i don't know if you could actually click on the wrong option i didn't try but there'll be an option that like oh that's wrong you can't go the way and then you go to another option it's like oh like this is the successful path so i don't know yeah. if you can actually click on the wrong path but i always just click on the no. okay that's what i thought you can't click the wrong path because like so you, you find all these symbols um and you start having to do stuff like go on the fences and blah 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 and then like kai said you have to get on top of a roof and then you um the first one's really simple you basically just like run along the side of a wall Mm. jump and grab this fin and swim i make it sound like it's really good it's it's the reconstruction fin that connor has which was interesting mm. because yeah. i assumed that connor was the only android that had that be unlocked his brain what's that movie yeah. with uh what's his name chris limitless evans? limitless is it chris evans no it's uh oh my Gotham god hangover. brad pitt no not brad no. pitt um Bradley Cooper. Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. There you go. Sake. I knew it was a B. Yeah. Uh, it was also um, a television show, by the way. Oh, interesting. Oh. Yeah, so Limitless was a movie, and then they made a television show out of it, and the television show has a different actor. But the television show is very mm. good. Oh. oh, I thought the movie was, okay. you know, it's aight. Anyway. Uh, um, yeah, so you yeah. then get through to this, like, um, like, courtyard of this warehouse, and the you're trying to get to the top, and there are multiple routes that you can take, but certain routes will be like, oh, if you jump here, yeah. this wouldn't be stable enough and you'd fall. You watch or, this your is little too yellow high. body this fall is... to the ground. Yeah. Die. Yes. So uh, one of the look, things that look, was upsetting about this, sorry, before we continue going no, on, uh, is when you come out of the train station. I don't really know what this starts as. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, there's two the, escalators the and there's a stairwell. And yeah, you can't walk down the stairwell. Yeah. Yeah, oh, weird. Fucker. That's strange. I, I, I went straight for the escalator, but I didn't even like think yeah, about. I don't. Like, I don't use don't escalators work. generally in real life when there are stairs. So I was just like, oh, I'm gonna use the stairs. So that's what I do in in my everyday. And I went to the stairs, and I was like, stairs are for androids only. You're trying to blend in, and I'm like, stairs are for androids only. I can't use <laughs> stairs as a human being. That's fucking weird. That's uh, definitely uh, bad. That's a big that would never You're like, you're not taking the easy route. You're clearly not a human. <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> okay. All right. Feeling a little called out. Uh, Maybe yeah, I'm a little autistic. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. No, all, all I was going to say is there's not a lot of things that you could like. Like th- this path is relatively linear and relatively straightforward. Um, there is a section in which uh, Marcus will, can ask an android about Jericho. And then throughout this, you see an, an android's bodies. I imagine they're dead androids, but there's like four separate like branches off this tree that says, see android body, see android body, see android. So I imagine they're just like dead bodies, but I didn't do any of that. I didn't besides see any of that this. shit. Yeah, I didn't no. either. Um, the climax of this is you you get to a large boat, which is is 
this is Jericho. Jericho is, is this massive boat, and there's a bridge that's going across it. I try to walk across the bridge, and the bridge just collapses and breaks. Interesting. Uh, you can just in, climb. What is this thing where human beings are just like leaving multi-million-dollar pieces of equipment lying around? Like, it's like a boat, fucking boat. But it's like decrepit. Like, it would be destroyed in a cycle. I'm guessing though, like they don't need like. I don't need boats it? anymore. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, trade your time. Trade doesn't matter. Our boats are now made of just androids. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But androids fuse together to make boat. And also, I just want to be clear. I also read the stupid Canada article in the last section, which was like, I didn't Canada is. I just saw the thing. Oh, I read it. And it was like, Canada's an android free zone because of human rights. And I was like, I want to be 1000% clear that the fucking country of canada is just as fucking capitalistic as america is and if there was cheap yeah. fucking android labor not a goddamn shot in hell that they're like no 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 we're not letting android we're better no. than that we're no. better than this they're not uh, better than that so we don't need there is a, yeah exactly you don't have to walk across a bridge the the crane you climb on you can just do that immediately 87 percent of players walk across the bridge and the bridge collapses and then you oh you, oh, you didn't walk across the bridge Oh. it leads you I to don't the know bridge why. it's clearly the thing you're yeah. supposed to do yeah. and, and like, I think hey. that's what I think that's why because I was playing and I looked and I was like oh that bridge is clearly where I'm supposed to go but I'm gonna go over here and then I got the prompt to jump the barrier so I was like oh well I'm gonna do that because I thought I was gonna find something by going against the route of progress but mm. I accidentally unintentionally progressed <laughs> progressed you get to do a very yeah. dramatic swan dive though which he does that is like, very fun he, it's weird though, because like he kind of like swan dives, but like does like the uh, like Jesus air from like Tony Hawk, and it's yeah. just yeah. like <laughs> he's just holding his board. But also, it goes in slow motion, and it's like it's his like transformation from being. Yeah, he's getting know, baptized. He is going to become the Messiah, and then no, he's, uh, he's fusing with the boat. If he's if he's not already, he's going to be RA nine or whatever it is. He's oh, yeah. going to be gonna, like he's the Messiah. End up becoming so the I have a yeah, I yeah. have a problem with this section. Outside mm -hmm. of the fact that it's a giant million dollar, multi million dollar abandoned shipping boat, which doesn't make any sense. But they try to make it scary. I was which, like, it turns mm -hmm. into a horror game all of a sudden. Doesn't really make sense. Like, you're, you've sent androids this super fucking complicated instruction system to get here because you're trying to obviously recruit deviant androids of getting to this mm -hmm. place. And then it's it's a place androids don't feel fear in the same way that human beings feel fear unless they're directly like under threat of being destroyed and so like we as the player are experiencing this like creepy ship atmosphere but if you're looking at it as a perspective of the like the character you're playing there would be no fear like you're going there to yeah. try to discover See. what jericho is and then there's a section where like one of the little girl androids like scutters across the street in like a jump scare but I, I wasn't scared at this point because I was like, this is nothing's going to happen to me here where I like I'm going to get hurt. Yeah. Like I'm here to find other like minded androids. And it was just like a weird tonal thing. Like you would it didn't make yeah. any sense to me. See, so what happened was this is this is my I, I was actually a fly in the room when they were they were doing this. Uh, mm. They uh, they did the whole puzzle thing. And at the end, they're like, wow, it took a lot of time to program this but it's really boring as fuck. And people are going to be like, they've already been pulled out at that point. The tension <laughs> is gone by the end of the puzzle. They're like, we got to like create some tension somehow. And the guy's like, spoopy time. It's Halloween. <laughs> Let's throw a scary section in there, create the suspense again, and then we'll build that back up. 
that was that was that it's was just okay. it's really surreal though because like no, you're I right said, it's like, fucking weird <laughs> the whole time like there is an atmosphere to the level but only like like i said like from a human perspective yeah like i kind of went in there and i was like okay this is a little bit spoopy it's like abandoned ship whatever but also i was like i'm a fucking android like, i don't feel pain I don't feel like I seem to be superhuman. Like he's got the fucking upper body you know, shoes to like throw himself. Strength. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, he jumped a 25, 30 foot fucking jump off of a crane, landed, dust himself off and carried on walking. Well, what's funny too is like, just like you were saying in that situation in which like little girl, which in, in my like memories on all fours, but I don't know if she's actually on all fours, just like scuttling across the floor. <laughs> she, wasn't, uh, she was just running, but I think it'd be but, cute to have her like upside down fucking, you know, yeah. Reg, <laughs> like running from the ring. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Jump scares the player. But like, I feel like in other situations uh, in, in horror games like this, where the, the character is not like a very strong little character, they are like kind of timid in the situation. They will flinch and like jump scares happen in game. <laughs> But Marcus just stands there, like unfazed by the situation. It's like, well, why? Why did but you make this all scary? Also, and dark? horror games, the tone of the world is horror. Like, mm-hmm. if you look at Outlast, like there's not a part of it where it's like, oh, this is just yeah. real life. And then like, you know, then it's scary. Yeah. Uh, the normal game, the scary part of the normal game is that like you are essentially a second class citizen in a world that yeah. doesn't care about you and destroys. Like, that's why the as nonsensical as like the graveyard scene with Marcus is, is like it makes sense in the world at least because it's like oh humans mm-hmm. don't care about yeah. these things they just throw them away and it's like even though it's torture for them we don't really care about it because they're not seen as real this is just like I want to make a horror game in the middle of this game and I don't care that it makes no fucking sense for like what is yeah. going on because like going from just like walking around to Detroit to being in this like essential yeah. like essentially fucking resident evil level yeah. out of nowhere where you're just like yeah. what is fucking happening well, that's, the, I, I, that's the weird thing is like at least with resident evil like when we played village the well, entire the like fin is scary there are sections <laughs> that are scarier but the entire fin has a tense atmosphere to it well, like to go from the fucking sorry to go from the streets of detroit yeah. to just like this abandoned fucking cargo ship is it's weird that's what i was it's saying weird. they're like they they they're trying to build up i i think the whole marking thing does at a point like build tension like you know marcus has broke his programming he would live this graveyard now he's like following these very intricate steps to this thing he doesn't know and like that's interesting what's going to happen but that part is so drawn out by the end of it i was just so done and then but they're the like pro- cool let's try to kick up the the intensity again but it's just the strange. problem with that also though, is michigan the, like, near any ocean i don't know what shipping container like lake there's got to be like a river or something like canal Detroit. or something rivers great that's a fucking shipping boat. Like that's a big ass like container. Yeah, I mean we boat. get big ass shipping boats on the Thames though. I, I They're deep enough it's for just, it. It's like there's so many abandoned buildings in Detroit. Like that's what Detroit is known for. It's like mm-hmm. massive like yeah. car manufacturing plants that just sit empty because there hasn't been anything there since the 70s. It's like wouldn't that have been a better set? Even if you want to do something creepy like Jericho should be an abandoned factory with like all the automation mm. arms that were like the original androids that started taking jobs. Mm. And it's like a callback to the fact of like, this has been a long yeah, fought battle it. of like human versus Android versus automation the assembly line and all of that. Yeah. yeah and you're like so. on the assembly line and that's where Jericho is putting in a shipping container. Spooky resident evil. At is like such a miss. Like there's so many things. At least something like that. 
I guess if you look at it from the Android perspective, has like cultural representation, yeah. right? Because that's yeah. like that's the beginning of the Androids. That was the Actually, first robots that was like their that's their holy land. Yeah. Like um yeah, what was I gonna say? I can't fucking remember now. Oh that. yeah. Um we was <laughs> I was talking about the atmosphere and stuff. The the problem yeah. is like Kai was saying, like you can make it spooky, but when you have an Android who doesn't really show emotion, doesn't know how to process emotion. There's nothing being portrayed into the atmosphere. You haven't got a scared character. You haven't got a character who's being like, oh, what was that? Marcus just turns around and is like, oh, going to there. Yeah. They... There's nothing. Yeah. Gone. Oh, I was gonna say they you this works a thousand times better in like the shipping graveyard with Marcus, where he's like going through like the well, Android arms and everything like that. Like, that's that also works. because, but that's also because you've got a visual fuck up, so it's everything's red. You can't hear yeah. anything. Like you're dragging yeah. yourself through the dirt. We've just jumped twenty five foot from a fucking crane, dusted yeah. ourselves off. And are now just walking through this place. I like we it's... did land in water, so it's true. It's true. Oh, uh, uh, did land in water. That's right. Yeah, there's yes, like a big, like stuff. empty yeah, section yeah. in the middle of this, but which once again, not how boats work. Be bad if there was just a big giant fucking hole in a boat. Wouldn't be floating. What do I know? Because maybe the boat's, it went not, down. the boat's not in any water, right? There's no water where the boat is. No, it's not... it's been banked, so it's like yeah. Off there's the little side bits of, the of water inside. Yeah, so the there's boat. just a giant pool of water in the middle of the boat, but not in the entire boat. Also, seems really section. weird to have like androids near water because, like, as soon as high tide comes, like that boat's just gonna. Yeah, you would, you would <laughs> think that, like salt water would not go well with like android technology. No, they've, they've heard how to make that work. Uh, I apparently. guess though, the the counter argument is, is you know, if our smartphones can be waterproof nowadays. And Android we can get like fifty meter through. resistant watches and stuff. Yeah. Put I mean, your put your phone in the ocean; it won't work. Uh, salt water <laughs> is a special kind of. Uh, uh, how, how is she going to get pictures in the megalodon, though? That's yeah, true. exactly. the 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 climax of this is at the very end. Marcus comes into contact with the androids of Jericho, and that's where this now this comes bit off. was creepier, right? Yes, yes. because you're just fucking... walking up. You walk out of the, um, you, you're walking along on like this catwalk and it gives way. Oh, that's where I was thinking of him dusting himself off. You fall on the ground and Marcus yeah. just kind of stands up. Um, and then it, I know this is a really random cut, but it reminded me of like the bit in Toy Story where Woody and Buzz end up in Sid's room and all of the toys come mm, creeping out oh, from under the yeah, desk. All like the fucking defective toys that he yeah. has like. <laughs> haphazardly put together yeah like these androids just come creeping out of the darkness and then that random garbage android from fucking the bit with Kara and alice is just like welcome to jericho yeah and you're like yeah oh, okay i was i was all expecting like it to be black and then just like connor's face just illuminated by light and be like hello i'm connor the android sent by cyberlife <laughs> that would have scared me more than anything else or that would have been a great connor, time yeah, to exactly. have like Kara and Marcus's journey link up. If like mm. Kara and Alice had found Jericho and then like you know meet it's Well that would really... be interesting too because if she was already there, then our next coming to the next section could have been like Kara's journey to Jericho and then that half well, of the story. Also back in uh Kai's what they should have done corner of narrative <laughs> storytelling, uh they should have had the androids be 
first of all, naked and also remove their skin because we know they can change and adjust their skin. But like the they whole, should have been like, we're not human anymore. Yeah, we're the whole point is they're rejecting the fact that they like are essentially a faci- like facsimile for like labor. Like they're just like, you know, mm-hmm. things that are supposed to blend in with society and so it's like so rejecting just that, around, like the fucking Terminator skin. Yeah, like you're like, just like I am this thing. I am sentient, but this I am is robot. who I am. I am robot. Oh I robot. my god! Uh, uh, also, or... fucked up that there's no fat robots. I'm gonna say it, dog. No fat robots. It's, it's a little well, fucked that, up. That just, All that just makes sense bitches. for our society. That just makes sense for our society. But or the counter to to their like shedding their skin is not that they're like I am robot. Look at me. They're like I am human. That's where they're popping off the things that make That's them look true. like androids. They're oh. like, I'm human. I'm not a robot. Mm-hmm. I'm a human. So they want to look like a human. That's true. That's it's just true. a lot. There's I mean, a lot of conflicting Marcus, things yeah. there because it's like, yeah. I am a human, but humans are my oppressor, but I want to be the oppressor. And then like, do mm. you own androids if you're an android who became a human? Like it gets, it gets complicated. It's like so being yeah, a slave and messy. then being like, I am a slave owner now. It's just like, that's mm. not really how that Math I own works. these slaves, but I'm liberating them through owning yeah. them. Exactly. Yes, yeah. good intentions. Good okay. intentions. I don't know. Paved the way to hell. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, well, that is all that we're covering for this section of Detroit. Become human. Now we'll go around and become human. Human. We'll go around and talk about how we felt about this section. Uh, I'll start. I really liked our. I always tie this into like our conversations because I what I love about these games the most is our conversations that come out of it and then how our uh, situations differ between all three of our playthroughs. Loved how in the section with Kara that in being presented multitude of options to stay at, all three of us had different directions that we tackled. And that is the whole point of why I love these kind of games is is having the conversation of why we did this and why we did that. Um as far as the story is going, it is it's like starting to pick up and get interesting. You know, some of our characters are starting to interact a little bit. You know, Carr and Connor, you know, kind of in situationally and then more directly where in Kai's playthrough, Connor was legitimately running after Kara and Alice. Um, but that story starting to pick up a little bit. You know, we're getting those themes with Marcus. Marcus, I feel like, again, this is me, my my speculation. He's going to kind of be like now the ringleader of of Jericho and kind of have, lead those group of androids. That's kind of how I feel like I'm going to go. And again, my speculation for the ending is Connor's going to have to decide humans or androids, which is mm. he's going to lean with. That's going to be the end. Um but still loving the story, loving the uh, the gameplay is still is still fun. There wasn't as much QTEs in this as there was in other other sections, but the QTEs at least in, in not extremely stressful situations because this was just avoiding the police, so that was fine. Um, but still loving that some weird decisions with themes in the the last section with the whole boat Jericho thing that didn't land too much for me. Like I said, or like Ben was saying, more creepy just to see all the weird like emotionless robots at the end of it that was the creepiest part of the whole thing but the theme was weird and i did not enjoy the i enjoyed the first half of the find the hidden mickey but by the end of it i was just tired i was like this is not fun anymore and doing the puzzle and moving the trash can i was like i did i didn't want to deal with it but overall still enjoying the experience still enjoying the story and excited to see how our our situations differ as we continue to play through this game and to see if Kai can continue his pacifist run because you've intentionally and unintentionally have been just ducking and dodging death all around you. So you've been killed. No death. 
How did you feel about this section of Detroit? Uh, before that, I found the survey in the game. You can go to extras, and on the far right is survey. Oh. So we can go mm. through uh, midway through this section. You get a survey uh, from Cyber Life, which fucking weird. Uh, in which there's 10 questions, and we'll go through them now and say what we answered. The first question is, okay. would you consider having a relationship with an android that looks like a human? I, I said, said yes. yes. I said yes. no. Why? Ooh, you don't want that android bussy? That's wrong. I, 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 I feel that. like I'd be much more inclined to have sex with an android. Um, I just, yeah, being in a relationship, I feel like you need an emotional connection, and without that emotional connection... Well, that, see, that's, know, well, that's like, what you have to do. You have to beat your Android until it breaks its programming and then have an emotional connection with it. There you go. Because mm. the thing is, I'm sure... Has an emotional connection. <laughs> I'm sure that the Androids can portray an emotion, but, but like, it's not real. they don't feel it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That would put me off. I definitely 100% uh, would check an Android. Like, just, yeah. I would have a relationship with an android. Uh, 62% of people said yes. 17% of people lied and said no. And 21% <laughs> of people will eventually say yes, but said don't know. Um, okay. Do you think that technology could become a threat to mankind? I said yes. I said yes. Wow. I said no. What is wow? Interesting. Okay, well, it's already it's, a threat to humanity now. Yeah. 70, 72% of I people mean, said yes. So. A majority of people said yes. 16% said no, so a minority. And 12% of people said don't know, which I don't know why they put don't know as an answer. A lot of people so, plead in the um, fifth here. Oh, fucking yeah, no, exactly. dog. Uh, I really, no, that's interesting. I don't think so. I, I think maybe it's like a little bit of faith that I like to have. I like to imagine that, because everybody, um, well, I say everybody, I don't, let me rephrase that. People online do talk about like what they call the singularity which is like the moment in which technology will surpass humans and yeah. it's the point of no return i i think that as humans we are so aware of that happening that we would see it happening before it happened i mean can you read the question again do you think technology could become a threat to mankind I guess that that implies like threat to our existence, right? No, mm -hmm. I think I think not necessarily. The way I answer this okay. question is like currently we know that social media has a negative impact. This on is our the health, exact take I I took on this. Which right. is why I said yes. That we in the last essentially ten years have created an entire world of yeah issues mm -hmm. that didn't exist previously, and technology increases at an exponential scale. So like the amount of technological advancement gets more and more rapid as we move yeah. through time. And so like, if now we're seeing the repercussions of creating essentially a hate chamber that we all like, live in like that, that didn't exist before, like technology itself is becoming more and more of a threat. Now, whether it will destroy humanity in its okay. entirety yeah. can be argued, but it, it yeah. like the negative effects of technology so, as much yeah. as the positive. See, that's effects that's the direction I was going is negative I... effect less than like, take over humanity yeah so i mean if you're talking like will technology have a negative effect on mankind 100 percent, yeah even just in the power that we give ourselves like you said with social media and things like that do i think technology will ever get to a point where 
it's like a Skynet situation and it sets off all the nukes and we end up in nuclear warfare that was triggered by some Trojan virus or something. I don't of, think that's the that plot of the 100. <laughs> I don't I don't think we'll ever get to that point. No. Yeah. Uh, okay. But, yeah. Three. If you have to live on a desert island or deserted island, whatever, it's essentially the same. A thing. desert island. A desert island. <laughs> that'd be delicious. Mm. And could only bring one object. What would it be? And the options were a oh. book, cell phone, pen and paper, console, or an instrument. I, I said console. Fucking basic. That's fucking and I went console. Insane. Why? In, what? You're on a deserted know. island. You don't have a TV. Mm-hmm. You don't have electricity. What a fucking choice. Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay, I said an instrument because that, that is actually what I would bring. Uh, the world's answers were 17% said a book, and I almost said a book, but a book would get boring real quick because you'd read it once, and then you'd be like, well, got to read this again. Well, let's choose your own adventures. Uh, 28 true. of people are idiots instead of cell phone, which I was like, cell phones don't work on deserted islands, and also you need to charge them, so I don't understand how that would work for you. 21% said pen and paper. I almost chose this because I was like, oh, I can finally write that book I've been meaning to write like all uh, <laughs> mid-20s white people. Uh, 5% of people said a console, which is just you two, apparently, who are just like, <laughs> oh, fuck it, I bring a console. Well, hang on, wait, remind, like, this is the PC pool of selections and percentages, so, you know. That's true, you're getting... Wait, you're so you think different. more people said console who are on I, console? On mine, yeah. on mine, console, the option, like the choice was like 17% or something. See, there you go. It's uh, the highest, the highest option was 29%, which was instrument, which is what I answered, which was the correct I think I just yeah. always assume that there's a, an electrical uh, <laughs> supply whenever there's... <laughs> in a TV, in a room. You didn't, you didn't say Cheetos. there's no like, shack or house on this island. Okay. Uh, question four: Do you consider yourself dependent on technology? Yes, yes. no, don't know. Hundred percent. Yes. yes. Okay. Eighty-six percent of people said yes. Eight percent said no. Six percent said they didn't know. My my entire life revolves around, around technology. technology. Absolutely. Like my work, I work on a laptop. I use a mobile phone to call clients. I do Teams meetings, and yep. even like doing this podcast, we're using technology to record it. I wouldn't yep. know these two without it. I wouldn't know the other people without my entire life revolves around technology. Yep. And that being said, what technology do you most anticipate? Question five. Androids, flying cars, space tourism, brain connected devices. Brain connected devices. I, I also said brain connected devices. No, nah, man. I I've been longing for the day that there's like like you know how everyone thinks AR glasses are gonna be, where it like displays your text messages and you can see the navigation and everything. It always looks shit. I'm waiting for stuff like that. You know, I'm waiting for like. See, that's implants, not what, how I. Like, I'm waiting for the Black Mirror thing where I can put the little thing on my forehead and I can fuck Chun Li in a in a in a video game. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I I took the direction of brain connected devices as like I can like talk to you like telepathically like that's the direction i took that i don't want you to be able to talk to me at a distance telepathically you're never gonna bro i already have too many voices in my head i don't need more i don't need more i don't need (laughs) more so what did you pick then androids androids okay (laughs) interesting uh question six wild question for this survey do you believe in god uh i said no uh i also said no 50 percent of people, little athe- mm-hmm. Reddit atheists out here on the console. I also said no. Wow, 
this is a godless podcast. <laughs> we need to, <laughs> one of us needs to convert to Islam. Uh, would you let an android take care of your children? Uh, yes, no, I, said, I don't know. I said yes. Yes. I, I said yes, too. Wow. I said no. Wow. Wow. Your true colors are showing in fucking this. Fucking Luddite over here. Wouldn't uh, fucking Android and also no, wouldn't let it raise its children. The, because it's the same thing to do with like being in a relationship, right? Because like anyone can look after a child in the sense of like making sure they don't get hurt, making sure they're fed and watered, make sure they go to bed, make sure Is they do water? their homework. Water? Yeah. <laughs> like um, a plant. <laughs> like <yeah>. a succulent. <laughs> um... But there has to be a both way emotional connection, right? Well, that's where you step in. The kid, they're just there to make sure the kid's not dead. So right. You can so go the and way party with your friends. the way I imagined it was like, if I had a child and me and Eddie were both working, would I enroll my child into an Android led nursery while I was at work? No, I wouldn't. This is this is how racism starts, everybody. The white people were like, "How do you feel about those black people?" They're like, uh, I don't know. Like, would you let them watch your kids? And like, oh no, 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 no. no, no, no. no. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's the crazy bullshit. Is that they were like, "Yeah, black people are subhuman. They're not real." But you know, what we're gonna let them but do raise our fucking kids. kids. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, that let, let them raise our kids, make our food, listen to yeah. their music." But no, they ain't. I don't care. I don't want to raise them kids. Fucking androids can do it. You go, you go for <laughs> no, it. I just it's I, more out of convenience for Kai. He's like, I don't want to do it. So I'll have um, someone else. Yeah, do it. it's for me. It always comes down to like the emotional aspect of it. Um, I understand. And I, I, I kind of took it as like you know the the role of like a working professional who has a child. So in in essence, this android, like Daniel from the hostage situation, right, would be. Yeah. the main caregiver for this child would i want the main caregiver to be an android no yes uh this next question had bad answers so they really need to redo it but how much time per day do you spend on electronic device the answers yeah. were one two four more or i don't know 76 percent of people said more i work on a computer so that's eight hours a day uh, and mm -hmm. then I also play video games for fun. So that's another like two hours, probably 10 yep. hours a day. Then I watch TV at night. That's another 11 hours. Phone, and I'm on my phone in between those interims of doing uh, all that stuff. Yes. So. When I go to the gym, which is the only time that I actually interact with real humanity, I am also on my phone <laughs> watching YouTube Android. videos or listening to a podcast. So the amount of times that I've Always. been on my phone while watching YouTube or like Oh yeah, I definitely. Even if I take work out of the equation, like, it's still a lot. I'm still, a lot, you know, because I'm one of these people. Like, if you tell me something, I Google it. If yeah. you, if I don't know the answer to something, I Google it because Absolutely. I've got this fucking technology here. Why yeah. would I not? If I need to know the answer to something, why would I not look it up? Exactly. Uh, question nine uh, for all of these hyper online little nerds like us: If you need emergency surgery because you've spent. 14 hours a day your entire life on electronic device would you agree to be operated on by a machine yes, yes. no i don't know i said yes 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 okay good oh. all right okay well i don't know why but it, it took me to the little the, it doesn't the, need the, an emotional video. connection to be operated on just you know in, in fact in fact if anything the more emotionally it. detached <laughs> yeah. somebody is if like, anything i want less of an emotion if you have no emotions and you're working on me dope let's do okay. that question 10 do you think one day machines could develop consciousness? Yes, no, I don't know. 
I said yes. Yes. See, I said yes, but I'm really on the fence about that. Uh, At work the other day, I talked to ChatGPT about uh, a formula that I needed to figure out for an Excel document I was working on. And for a minute there, I legit forgot that I was talking to a computer and not to uh, a real person somewhere. And I was like, "Mm." okay. We're but a that's closer. you. That's not the. Like, that's not the technology good, developing like, a good weekend, Kai. Yeah, but like, address and... here's the here's the question at the end of the day. Like, is consciousness the actual like the computer having consciousness or being able to yeah. fool human beings into thinking they have consciousness? Right. Like, yeah, well, see exactly. now that's tricky because they did this, didn't they? Where they had a study where. Um, they basically made a robot or made like an AI similar to chat GBT. And its sole function was to try and let someone uh, get someone to basically say that it was free. Right. And yeah. so it started chatting with chat GBT and make an other AI to have them do automated services and automated fins to make it have like its own kind of persona. And so like, I think that things like that are possible. I mean, mm. we're going to end up way too fucking deep. Like for me, yeah, it's, the, the, is the a, fin is deep conversation. For me, the fin is what it comes down to is like, what is a consciousness, right? So a consciousness mm. to me is the ability to actually feel an emotion without being like, I should be sad at this. I should be upset at that. Like an Android if somebody was to die and it was like, for instance, with Marcus, like if Carl was to die and Marcus was to be or betray being upset, the argument for me would be like, is he actually upset or is something in his program insane? You should but be upset at this moment. Don't you, wouldn't you think that our subconscious is our programming just telling us that we should be upset? Like we look at those yeah, situations we get an input and, we're like, and we're like, yeah, oh, we get an we input and we're like, sad. we're upset because of this. Right. Sub- but that's the difference is you actually like, that's what I'm saying is like when you're upset, you actually feel upset, right? Like Sounds you feel like someone in- would be burning androids and tagging walls. Fuck you guys. I'd be having it. fucking three ways. <laughs> you feel it in your chest. Do you know what I mean? Like you feel it in your chest and you feel. Oh, you can put haptic. Fiber. You can put haptic feedback in an android. Get a little. Get a little dual shock controller, just like right, right but in then the that's, chest. That's what I'm saying. Is like at that point, like, are you artificially? creating that emotion or is it a what what does it mean to have a conscience to be emotional to to have conscious thought you know like also follow not follow people's instructions but like we see with car and that making decisions on okay right i need to save alice i need to get alice out the house and then okay we made the decisions for her but in theory you know, in my playthrough, Alice would have gone into the supermarket. She would have made a conscious decision to use Alice to get the money to get into the motel. And like, there's so many aspects to it. I don't know yeah. if it would ever be possible. Well, to there's no answer to replicate that. There's yeah, no answer really to this question. No, but let's get really the important thing, which is Android sex. So there is a magazine in this game uh, in which there is a title of the magazine, which is called Android Sex Officially Better. And I just want to talk about this real quick because I think this is important. 
Uh, it's important to understand how statistics work. Uh, and so yeah, they no longer chop off your dick when you're putting it in there. So that's a plus. Uh, that's a plus. Uh, so this is uh, directly reading what this says. And l- let's see if we can figure this out together. The result of our survey is in, and it's official. 68% of men prefer sex with an android to a real woman. Okay. So 68% of men prefer sex with an android to a real woman. The next line, and I shit you not, is, and 52% of men saying they've tried the experience at least once. So does that mean that there is 16% of men who are just virgins but are like, no, android sex is better? If 68% of men prefer sex with an android, but 52% of men say that they've had sex with an android, oh, how yeah. does that fucking... You're, you're, missing, you're missing a, uh, a clientele of, of people that have never had sex. So, uh, <laughs> just, that's, just that, virgins. That's, that's crazy. Also, like... I don't know. I hundred percent would be down for like Android sex, but also something in my head says that sticking uh, an, a part of my body into a mechanical object maybe is not the wisest of ideas. I stick my duck into a melon before. That's, <laughs> it's very pleasurable. Melons aren't going to shock you though. As long as it's, yeah, melon, it's, melons can't like. It's like if you stuck it in an outlet. Your... You're telling me <laughs> that Cyberlife hasn't like fucking put you know the okay, Gluck Gluck three thousand down there if. <laughs> All they had to do is fucking stick a like what are those things? Fleshlight? They just had to stick a flashlight in the bottom mm. of an android, and that's a win. Yeah, like, I, it was, I guess we have the, the technology. You can just, yeah, you can just yeah, be like Felicity, increase moisture. She's like, exactly <laughs> moisture up by ten percent. Uh, I have also played the next section because I got uh, wow, extremely motivated this week shit. and didn't really know where to stop and just kept playing and then looked and I was like, oh, okay, that's two weeks right there. Um, I like the game. It's very entertaining. Once again, I think there are some questionable choices around mm. uh, sections. And I'm just like, why in God's name would you have done this? There's uh, better options. But, you know, that's that's personal preference. And like overall, the game is, is very interesting and well made. And it's very pretty uh, generally. And I think the dialogue for the most part feels realistic and like interesting. And uh, Connor is an is a strange Strange character I love uh, Connor. Connor in general. Great. Very awkward, very, very weird. But I like the dynamic of Connor, Connor and Hank. There's something always good about that. Like, good moral cop does everything to the letter of the law. And then, like, old, rugged, like, ah, the if, law doesn't fucking matter. Hank and Connor end up becoming a couple at the end of this, I will, for one, eat my hat and two, be the happiest man in the world. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I have been enjoying this and I am excited to see how it turns out. I think, you know, you're onto something there with Marcus becoming RA9 and kind of leading that movement. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of like uh, foreshadowing and context clues that would say that that's probably what's going on. Um, And also that Connor will eventually have to make a decision whether to, uh, you know, serve his masters or to uh you know advocate for his own kind so lots of interesting moral questions um i can also kind of see this falling flat if they don't deliver on a lot of these yeah. broad themes and kind of just let it play out but mm-hmm. overall excited to see what happens mm. i mean off the back of that um it's also interesting right because like it could end up falling flat because of a player choice That's Do you know true. like true that's very so true. It, it may not even necessarily be the game and the way it's made. It may be that it's made in such a free way that you can have this amazing build up and then through a player choice, end up at a disappointing 
Yeah. And well, and that's we've had a little bit of a conversation on our Discord about this, and then just the idea of these games with multiple paths where it's very possible for a developer to hyper focus on one path and have that feel fleshed out and then that just results in other paths feeling like they mm-hmm. fall short which is very possible yeah um i'm i'm enjoying the game right because i think the game like i've said it does kind of bring about a lot of inc- interesting conversations and like even me and ellie while we're playing it it gets you thinking about like different fins and like the way that humans kind of treat fins that are disposable um this section for me personally definitely was not as strong as the first section um the entire i think it was stormy night the chapter with um kara and todd and everything was much more frightening and much more scary than any section on the jericho boat or anything Mm. like that um i think the graveyard section was my favorite bit of this leg so far um, yeah. because it was just fucking brilliantly done and that auditory effect and everything. I I really don't know where the game's going to go. I think that... I don't know if if Marcus is necessarily going to be RA9 or something. I definitely think he's going to end up being the head of the uprising. Yeah. He has that kind of aura of a leader around him. Mm-hmm. Um. Kara, I think that's just going to be a cat and mouse game between Connor and Kara. Can they get somewhere before they get caught, basically? Connor, man, I, I could see what you're saying. I could see what you're saying happening. The whole, like, choosing between Android and Finn. Maybe there is an interaction with Kara and when he learns that Kara broke her program in to protect Alice, maybe that will change his opinion on deviance and like, yeah. Also he'd have to go against cyber life, which is also really an interesting concept because he has to literally go against his makers as much as like Marcus and Kara have kind of broke their program in. We've seen that Connor has a very, very different link to cyber life um, and yeah. has this like different connection. He is one of a kind prototype, the most sophisticated Android they've ever made. So for him to go against Cyberlife would be a very, very interesting moment. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to stop there. But yeah, overall, this leg was a little bit more disappointing than the first. Mm. But overall, I still have been enjoying myself. Yeah, 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 same. Uh, yeah, that is all for this episode of Detroit Become Human. Would love to hear how you guys felt about this section in our Discord as well. You can join that in the link below and anywhere you find our show. We've already had some interesting conversations of themes that we've brought up in the episode in the Discord. So join that if you want to become part of that because that's half of these experiences, at least for me, is the conversations that that play out through that. So go ahead and join if you want to be part of more conversations but in the next episode we're going to be tackling the nest which is the chapter right after this and we'll be going towards eden club eden club is where we're going to be ending for episode three of detroit become human eden club Every- is that strip bar is that like hmm, maybe we'll, we'll get the robot sex we've all been longing for in episode three but not only that you buy art packs and they have like a bunch of photos in them and there's one for eden club but it's been locked previously so we get mm. to unlock the eden yeah. club also you can go and uh buy the models for all of the characters and put them on a giant turntable and and one of them is a pigeon 
Uh, I haven't done any of the extra stuff, so maybe I'll even look yeah. into that because I haven't use, done any of that. Sorry, did you say one of those? Uh, did you say one of them was a pigeon? Yeah, the very last one. If you scroll all the way to the bottom, is a pigeon. That's I told cool. you, birds aren't real. Birds aren't real. You heard it here first, folks. Birds aren't real. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for getting to the end of the episode. As always, we will see you next week with episode three of Detroit Become Human. See y'all later. We don't have Discord to cut you out either, so now everybody heard that, so... Bye! Bye. (laughs)